What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 103 of Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jalos, and I want to wish everyone a very happy Easter morning, because that's when we are recording. Uh, Also with me this morning, wide-eyed, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and not really Khajiit, even though he does like them, Avi Optimal. How are you, sir? I'm good. I kind of forgot it was Easter. Happy yeah. Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Yeah. Wow. It's it's Easter. It's Easter Sunday right now. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a busy fam, family day for me today. Yeah. Didn't even, think, didn't even think about it. Yep, me too. There's uh my wife's probably upstairs right now taking pictures of the little one because he's got a nice little Easter outfit that he needs to be in and yeah. yeah it's, it's his first Easter. Right? It's his first Easter. So of course yeah. his grandmother bought like an Easter basket. It's like this huge. It's just massive. <laughs> um, That's nice. Which is good because he doesn't eat candy yet. That means all of his candy goes to daddy. Yeah. I like that. It There's works. Yeah. It's kind of like his first Halloween. He got all this candy and that means I got it. And I, <laughs> and I approve of that. Uh, also, the man who, uh, well, he's finally on the right time. And uh, is, you know, with the rest of us, that would be Nate, a.k.a. Misa. How are you, sir? Powerfully well, thank you. Powerfully well. Powerfully well. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Currently leveling up my brother's new Evanhart DK in uh, Bruma. No, Chainol. And uh, having a good time doing that, trying to get into vet ranks so that we can play a bunch of dungeons together. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I also want to say thank you uh, and welcome to the chat room. We have quite a few people in chat right now. Um, ooh, uh, Slayton in in the in the game right now. As he just sent me a message, going he put a bunch of void steel in for me because I need it oh so much. 
Uh, so thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, yes, chat room. Um, fantastic. Wicked Wolf says, you didn't dress that poor boy in a bunny suit, did you? Don't you remember Ralphie from the uh, Christmas story? I have no control over what Thais does, and I'm scared, scared, scared to try to stop her. Um, we actually didn't put him in a bunny suit, but he does have bunny ears, so I don't know. I don't, I, I don't really, I don't know if, if that's good or not. He just kind of looks up at me and goes, Daddy, why aren't you stopping me? And I'm like, dude, you're on your own. Sorry. <laughs> Use your thum, thum, blow her away. Just, that's it. But, um, yeah. So... <laughs> all right we're gonna go ahead and move right on into the news and avi avi's gonna take over our news section right now so news section avi there you go man all right here we go well first up on the news uh the eldest girls online had a patch uh 2.3.7 uh the eldest girls online tamio unlimited 2.3.7 is a incremental patch that fixes some issues surrounding the thieves guild content general gameplay Quest, UI, and more. The size of the patch is approximately 205 megabytes. Nice, nice. Um, one of the things I was looking at in here, did you got where was it at? I just looked at it. Um, they fixed some things with Mall of Lorcage trial that now apparently you can't get the achievements unless you actually have it set to VR. Uh, 16 I guess there was a bug where achievements were getting dished out to people who were doing veteran but it would do it no matter what rank you were doing it on so people were kind of cheesing it and doing it at low levels oh I didn't know that would have done it <laughs> would have done it I don't, I don't know I mean we were we were working on it in uh um in on normal mode which we'll talk about in in but it's still not a pushover. I'm sure even at lower veteran ranks, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Nate, did you uh, did you attempt any of of the new trial? No, I haven't done any of the trials. <gasps> really? No, I've done none of them. I haven't <sighs> done a single one. I think we tried Ethereum Archive at one point, um, but it was with one of my PVE guilds. They were doing kind of like a learning run. And so they'd taken about 10, 10 people who'd never done it before, which, like, within about 10 minutes, it turns out this is a disastrous idea. This is never going to work. So um, so we, we gave up doing that. I'd love to I'd love to do it, and I do plan on doing it. It's, um, it's one of the things I'm planning on doing, sort of when I finished all the story mode stuff. It's, it's kind of one of those things, right? I just don't want to go through and do everything as quickly as possible. And, and as soon as I finish like the next big batch of story mode stuff, another thing comes out. Plus I play a lot of PvP as well in Cyrodiil, so I've just, you know, I've just never, I want to do it, just never, never have so far, so. Chat room right now is talking about terrible, terrible co uh, costumes in real life, and it's hilarious, I'm watching it right now. Um, ugh, ugh. I just ate cat fur because my Khajiit just decided she's going to sit in my mouth the entire time. That, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Bad. Lovely. Bad cat. Bad <sighs> kitty. Bad Khajiit. Yeah. No I was going uh, to make a, a dirty comment, but I'm like, eh, that might be crossing the line a little bit, so maybe I won't. <laughs> Something about a mouthful of kitty cat. Yes, indeed. But different word. 
<laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. All right. Everybody well, knows what you're talking everyone about. Everyone <laughs> knows. It's kind of like that episode yeah. of Family Guy when they were talking about all about the beads and the, all the guys are throwing the, the strings of beads. Except for Quagmire, who you see just pulling beads like this. And yeah, you, get, like, you know what's going on here. The kids don't, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not family friendly anymore. All right. Avi, what's up next on the news docket? Well, if I, if I step away from fishing, uh, Thieves Guild launches on consoles. Mm hmm. Which is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, last, what was it? Wednesday was the final console patch for Sony, so now everyone on console is able to enjoy that which is uh, the Thieves Guild, so that's always exciting. I highly recommend buying it. It's very, very worth it. It changes the whole game. I, I highly recommend subbing, but you know, that's me. I, yes, definitely. Subbing is very much worth it, but if yeah. you can't sub, then... If you can't sub, you should buy it. You should buy it. I was... Uh, Man, I just keep wanting to talk about things that I was doing in the game, but I, I realized, like, I was doing some quests with Thais this week, and I saw a, a Thieves Trove, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make her get it, she'll love it, she'll love it, and then she went to get it, and she didn't have Thieves there. Guild, <laughs> so she couldn't open it, so I'm kind of upset about that, but I'll have to what? buy it for her. That's a shame. Yeah, you got to get it for her. I know, but we're still working our way through gold content. So I'm sitting there going, she's like, I don't want to sub because I don't get to play that often. So you sub, I won't sub. I'll just buy crowns when I need it. Um, right. Which is fine. I bought her Arsinium, but we're still working through gold. And at the rate that we're doing it, we get maybe a, you know one or two nights a week to actually do any questing. Not tons, just one or two nights a week. And in that one or two nights, we finish maybe two quests on average. So, I mean, it, it takes us a while to finish zones. I mean, we're about 65% through Oridon right now. But that's just the first zone of many. And then we right. have to do Craglorn yet. Then we have to do Orsinium before we even get the Thieves Guild. Because we like doing everything in order. Because it's all timeline-wise for us. So we're doing it all in order. Hence why, I guess we could actually probably do Thieves Guild before... I guess it doesn't really matter because Orsinium and Thieves Guild, even though they came out at different times, it all sort of happens timeline-wise around the same loop, you know, around the same time. You could arguably say it's happening at the same time. Are there are there dolmens in Kragalorn? No. Okay. There, there's one unfinished one, but that's about it. Um, yeah. But that's why we wanted to finish the main story was because the... You know, like, there's still dolmens, if you look at it in terms of, of story-wise, there's still dolmens and things going on in, in, um... In gold content. In gold content, yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of like, ah, we're behind on, on the story. So, uh, for those watching the stream right now, I'm on my alternate Templar character, and I'm attempting to use the random looking for group dungeon finder for the first time, so that's going to be exciting. Wow. Well... Neat. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ever used the Dungeon Finder since they've updated it with the rewards. So I just now queued myself up, and I am awaiting um, this... Ooh, almost 30k experience. That's not bad. And a daily bonus reward for normal dungeon. I'm excited. Hopefully I get somewhere. 
Right, so. um, but yeah, consoles are finally got everything. Um, I, I haven't heard anything really negative about the consoles yet, meaning I haven't heard, um, I don't want to say negative, I want to say I haven't heard anything like um, they've run into a ton of problems, like the PC hack, because we had a few incremental patches afterwards mm-hmm. Um that fixed a lot of the crash bugs. And I know they talked about the crash bugs on um, the ESO live, like why it happened. Cause someone asked a question, which I didn't write down, but I'll mention it. Like, are there any plans to slow down development? Yeah, they uh, did. Yeah. They, they, and Rich Lambert was saying like, you know, they had some problems and they weren't proud of them in this one and that they don't want to, they don't want to release like a ton of stuff, 64 bit and multi-platform stuff all at the same time again. Like, it was a, a roundabout way of saying, yeah, that was too much. We get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they're going to lower the, the content, though. I think they just, uh, even the way he mentioned it, it was like, it was a perfect storm. We yeah. updated from DirectX 9 DirectX 11, which was a big change. Yeah. Uh, we added the 64-bit client, which was a big change. Um, these These changes are what caused a lot of the issues that they, they weren't prepared for. But even he mentioned there was nothing that was big on the docket going forward that required so, so much backend work on the engine, like the DirectX 11 and, and the 64-bit client. So future updates will be not, not less content, but more less backend systems that tend to be buggy. You know, I think they did a good job overall because I, I play on did. PC and Mac. So I have, you know, I have my gaming PC, which is my primary gaming rig. And then I use Macs for everything else. But occasionally, if I'm not at home or if I'm at, excuse me, if I'm at the office or I travel quite a lot um, for my job. So I take Macs with me for that. And, you know, the, the difference they've made on both, you know, the 64-bit client, the upgrade to OpenGL, uh, that they did for for Max, like they've made a big difference, I think. And the 64-bit clients on PC is is generally pretty good. Um, uh-huh. They the crash. I haven't had a single crash since they updated it. Not one. Um, which is which is pretty impressive overall, I think. Oh, I, I, I uh, completely agree. That is amazingly impressive. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that a little later. I just I wanted to mention that that they, the consoles have been have been. I don't think they've experienced quite the amount of errors because we get it a month ahead of time. So yeah, they're uh, a little they, more prepared. Mm, as I take a drink to try to get this cat hair out of my mouth. My goodness, Pinello. Ooh, really? Myths of Sheagorath, Volume One. Ooh. Just discovered this in uh, Cyrodiilic Dungeon. Yeah, so it's a good book. Some people in chat, I wanted to mention this as well. Now here, um, if you have questions, when we get to the mailbag section, I really do encourage people, like I'm going to open that up going forward for the mailbag, um, that if you have questions you want answered, save them for the mailbag, and when we get to that point, we will answer chat questions. Like I think that would be a really good time to answer any random chat questions people have about the game, about anything that you really want to know, we'll save it for the mailbag section. So if you want if you have questions about the Templar, save them for then and we'll 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 chat about them. Does that sound good guys? Like that sounds like a good idea to get yeah. questions in. That's good to me. Okay. 
All well right, done. I'm, well thunk, sir. I'll just, I mean, I would love to answer some um, questions from, from the groups of people here, and if that would be a good time. So if anyone has questions, save it for the mailbag, and we'll go through our written letters, and then we'll check chat. So that works. Sounds good to me. So uh, moving along with the news, the weekly vendor has came out. And uh, it's exci- it's an exciting one, guys. It's the Engine Guardian Helm Infused, uh, Lecky's Ring, and the Ring of Vicious Death. Mm. Are now oh, on, vicious on death. now on. Yes. So uh, I bought the. I, I just got Guardian uh, Helm, a so. dungeon group too. By the way, that was like five minutes. I mean, that was really quick, even as a damage dealer. Just yeah, it's but, fast. Yeah, I just felt like I'm gonna throw that in there real quick because dear heaven above, as a damage dealer, I can't get cues that fast and wow. The Vicious Death. Oh, Vicious Death. Man, that thing's the bane of my life right now in Cyrodiil. I'm not kidding. Like, that thing just drives me mental. The amount of times that I get, like, 15,000, 16,000 points of damage off one of those Vicious Death, um, it's crazy. Like, I like that it's there because I think it helps control, like, giant Zergy mobs, um, which is good. You know, that's not my playstyle or my guild's playstyle, so that's quite nice. Um, but it really pisses me off that it's only light armor. Like, I really want that to be medium or heavy armor because I want it, but I'm not taking a, you know, a light piece of light armor into, into Cyrodiil. Like, it's just not practical. Right. Are you running mostly, um, like, medium or heavy? Yeah, I'm running four me- uh, f- uh, f- uh, what am I, four, four heavy and three medium. Or is it four medium and three heavy? It's one of those two, and you know, and for the most part, it works. It works pretty well. I am a little bit squishy, but you know, I need the stamina, and particularly now they took all the champion points away from Azura's star, which is one of the uh, the campaigns. Um, I just resources are just you constantly run out of resources. Like it's so bad. <laughs> um, like my guild is is basically split in half at the moment because half people want to move to true flame where the champion points are still intact and half want to stay where they aren't intact and personally I, I'd, I'd rather move because it's just the difference it's made is terrible for hmm. me for you right I actually you know if you're not it, there's a conversation and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout this guy out because he really is a fantastic part of the community and I, I want to talk you know with him a little bit more uh, Hero of None has been very active on the forums and opening up these big discussion topics about big issues that he sees in the ESL community. And one of them is the non-vet campaign. Like, why yeah. it is dead. Why it is the way that it is. And non-vet or non-champion? Non-champion. The vet non-champion. The vet non yeah. There we are. It's because it sucks is why it's dead. <laughs> I mean, it it's in, in the EU side, it is it is dominated by Aldmeri Dominion. Like, you can, you can log on there at basically any time of day, and it is three bars of Aldmeri Dominion, zero bars of, of red or blue. Um, last night, you know, it's it's pretty bad, to be honest, because so many of the of the guilds and the um, sort of the more hardcore players have moved to where they've got champion points. For better or worse, there are, there are plus and minus points to be said about that. Um, but it's it's kind of meant that you've you've been left with just a lot of very average activity that for me at least is just really disappointing and low population and you know it's yeah, it's it's not it's not a lot of fun right now right 
Yeah, I know Vicious Death right now. What was really funny is before it came out on the PvP vendor, it was selling on the North American Mega Server for minimum price I saw was half a, or half a million, with it going yes. as high as 1.5 million for Ring of Vicious Death. Yeah. Wow. Um, it has since changed. It was funny, the day it came out, people are now trying to offload their stuff for insanely cheap prices. It's down as low as 50k now. Yeah, it's 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 plummeted because it's been easy to buy and trade. But I think you know, I mean, it's a good it's a good thing. It's a good piece of armor to to have, and I can see why people like it. But you know, and I'm not complaining about like dying too much or it's 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 a shame for things to be leveled out where you can't just spam abilities. Like it's it's you have to play a bit more tactically now without the champion points, and I and I like that. I just get frustrated that you. What seems to be the case is that a lot of the players just use exactly the same build. So every time you die, you die of exactly the same. It's the exact same cause of death. No one is, you know, they're not spamming abilities, but they're also not varying their abilities either. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. And it's it's quite frustrating. It's, right. it's quite frustrating. Before we have Avi talk about the last two things that are on there, I do want to ask one more question of you while we're here, since you do PvP a good bit. I know yeah. you said how this you're kind of upset that this build or this stuff doesn't come in a medium or heavy armor, yeah. but with the type of build that it requires, I know we actually died in Cyrodiil. If you watched our live stream on Thursday, uh, someone killed like tw one guy killed like twelve of us because he zerg bombed us. He came in, yeah. he you know proximity damnation. I'm sure he had this thing because we all just exploded. One person proxy died. Yep, proxy yeah, death. Proxy detonation uh, is a weird one because it does. It does a few thousand damage to one person if it just hits one, but actually the more people you hit with it, it the damage increases 10% per person. So you can effectively double the damage by hitting a ton of people at once. And right. you generally then get large numbers of users in a big ball all activating that at the same time, and it just annihilates the group. Right. But if this thing... And the reason why I'm saying this, do you think maybe one of the reasons why they they did it only in light is because no one wears light in Cyrodiil because it makes you super squishy. Could you imagine someone running proxy debt, vicious death, but in heavy armor? You wouldn't be able to, your only really hope with this is either to spread out or kill the guy before yes. he, before he gets it all off. Yes. But I'm an, I, the reason I'm annoyed is because it would be super crazy OP and that's just incredibly satisfying when I feel <laughs> that the campaign itself has given us some sort of a handicap. Okay. And, right. and to be fair, the handicap wouldn't be quite as bad if the population was better. If 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 it was more averaged out. If it if it was if it felt like three alliances fighting each other, it wouldn't be so bad. But when it's two alliances fighting each other, it becomes very very challenging because um, you kind of know which zones are going to be very heavily populated, um, and which areas are just going to be full of enemies but i don't know if i'm answering your question but no yes, no you, i think you're probably right it gives you a it gives you a realistic handicap um mm -hmm. by you know you and you need five pieces of it the, the thing you want is when you when you kill an enemy they explode for like fifteen thousand points of damage in an area it's an aoe effect damage so if you kill somebody and they explode and they've got three people near them with half health you're going to take them out as a result of taking one person out but you do need five pieces of it equipped in order to get that perk and having five pieces of light armor in Cyrodiil means you know 
it's you're you're quite squishy. You need a pretty customized build to um, to stay alive with that if you're playing solo in particular. Right. And I think honestly, I think as it just just talking from a a design point of view, I think it it was probably a, a calculated reason why they did that because you know the whole idea of glass cannon. You hit like a truck, but you don't have survivability. If you had both survivability and that kind of mayhem, why yeah. would anyone do anything else? Right? Yeah, it's, like, it's true. It's true. It's true. It is all about balance. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there may be some people listening thinking that, you know, that I'm completely wrong and I'm talking nonsense, but it's at least based it, you know, you can judge a lot of these things only by your experience. And currently the experience in Azura Star on the EU mega server is such, you know, that my opinions I think are probably accurate for that, for that setup. But, you know, your, your server experience may vary and, you know, in, in groups where you've got good groups with decent healers and, um, you know, a decent ba- balance, balance of, of survivability and, and damage in a group, then, yeah, it may not actually be that beneficial to have Vicious Death, nor may it be that much of a hindrance um, to, um, to, be, to, to succumb to it. Mm. But, I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I definitely feel like in, in that situation... Depending on how organized your group is, that would be something that you would want like one person to run. Mm. You know, designate one person in your group to be the Zerg Buster, and you guys protect him at all costs, right? Well, do you mean a tank? Well, he would be wearing light armor, so... Oh, I see what you mean, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of true, and I think that it's it's true. I mean, it's such it's such an obvious... It's a PvP. It's designed for PvP, and it yeah. is, ob- you know, it's it's a... It's something you you definitely only want to use in PvP. It really doesn't benefit you to have that in a PvE environment, really. Um, no, not not to the scale. Like you're, unless you're farming. If you're farming for like helms or something, and you're just taking out loads of mobs, then that could be quite useful. Yeah. Mm. See, I don't. We probably, even... probably turned got everyone switching off by this point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 That's it. All right. Avi, continue. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next up is a uh, <coughs> excuse me is ESO Live episode thirty two happened. So I'm gonna go through some uh, some of the highlights of the show. If you guys want to discuss anything, just feel free to jump in and interrupt me. I do not mind at all. Right. But um, it was featuring Rich Lambert and Kyle Harris. Who exactly is Kyle Harris? Uh, you know, do you remember? I, I wrote it down, and I don't think I wrote it on the notes. Um, Nate, do you remember who Kyle Harris is? And I apologize if Kyle Harris is actually watching this. Uh, all I know is he has a really awesome like Fallout shirt. But he had Fallout, and he had uh, like uh, something else, didn't he? Yeah, um, he he was wearing like everything Bethesda, which was which was pretty cool. Um, I cannot remember, and I, I apologize right now. I, I honestly cannot remember what his role at ZeniMax was. Um, all right. Oh, now I feel bad. Right. <laughs> I wrote it down, and I even said to myself, I need to make sure this goes on the notes. And what did I do? Not put it on the notes. Well, Come on, well, chat room. If, help out. I'm fighting a mob, otherwise I'd be Googling it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fishing here. If... Uh, <laughs> If, if we did anything, though, we complimented his T-shirt. So, we did, uh, yeah. There, there's, there's that. T-shirt was deserved of compliments. So, all right, so he's first, the QA lead. Kyle Harris, he is the QA lead. Uh, so he is the man 
in charge of quality assurance, which is what QA stands for. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I've not actually spoken or, or heard of him because I've spoken to several of he's been on before developers has he I just I don't remember um, I seem to remember a, a very sort of charismatic dude in a baseball cap appearing on the show before but well they have lots it, of those so I was gonna say it might be more than just one I don't know yeah anyway well we won't get hung up on that so <laughs> all right well uh Next up was a th- something we already sort of mentioned was Thieves Guild officially launched on mm-hmm. all platforms. Mm-hmm. So now you can get it on Xbox and the PS4, which you definitely should. I think the reason why they even mentioned that, because we all knew it, is the reason why they didn't do a um, an ESO Live in a little while. It's been a while since they've done one. And 26th of February was the last one, I think. 26, yeah, it's been a little over a month or almost a full month. And it was because of the launch of, of this that they wanted to not take time away from anyone while they're launching the, the console versions of, of this game. It's understandable. Um, next up, the incremental patch 2.3.8 drops on PC and Mac on Tuesday instead of Monday. So you'll be able to play Monday morning. Yeah, and this this is and you know I really got to give it to the Zenimax on this one. I mean, maybe some people might think it's a mute point one way or the other, but the reason why they did this was because they knew it was a holiday. And I, well, I don't have off uh, Easter Monday. Um, I know I several do. other people do. Yeah, I actually start my new job tomorrow, so I'll be starting my new my new job of uh, system administrator at a at another institution. Uh, tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. A little nervous, but you know, whatever. Um, been in the same job for like eight years, so obviously I'm a little nervous just because it's new. And yeah. I, I feel, I feel you. Yeah, it's just because it's new. <laughs> um, but yeah, starting there. But they wanted to, they wanted to have it so if people had off for Easter Monday, that they wouldn't have to sit through a maintenance. So. You know, it might be a little bit of a mute point, but I appreciate it because I don't like going out of my routine. Like, if I have a specific routine, I don't like leaving it to do something else. I'd be like, yeah, I don't care if people have off. I would have done it. <laughs> but that's just me. Oh, well, well, my my day off's Tuesday, so thanks, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, yeah. I guess I won't be playing Tuesday morning. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's all right. Their maintenances anyway. normally don't last terribly no, long no. anyway. Hey, and no, it's... My, new com- my new computer will probably update it nice and quick. So Yeah, well, it's probably just going to be a small incremental anyway, but it's just a matter of... Um... Hey, my, my old computer, when one of those things came out, I got put into a loading screen for like 10 minutes almost. Ask Brad, wow. he, had, he had to deal with me on pledge night waiting for me like the longest loading screen of history so anyways next up uh, March 28th North American console sale on Crown Packs in Gaming. Uh, what do I have written on there on. Uh, oh end game sorry I meant to oh. put end the game I don't know why I did that uh, that was, yeah, Crown Pack slash game, meaning that both Crown Packs end the actual game. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Game yeah. end. Okay. Yeah, game ends. So the sale it's ends. Early. It's early for me, folks. I know. It's, and, and I just have bad grammar. So. 
While, while I'm listening to the notes, I'm frantically typing on notes, and it's just like, okay, yeah, nope, that's good enough. I'll fix it later, and I just never fix it, so, you know. All right. Well, the 28th, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So by the time you guys are listening to this, if you're not watching it live, the console sales end then. But I think it also says on here that Sony has a, a European sale that goes all the way till the 4th for some reason. That's right, until April 4th. So. I wonder why they. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they're why they're doing the EU side longer than than the American side. I I don't know, but it is what it is. Well, is the console sale on both Xbox and PlayStation? Uh, according to what they're saying, it's just the Sony side is going a little longer. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I meant the one that ends. Tomorrow. Oh, 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 yes, yes, that's everybody. Okay, so it's just Sony. Okay. Yeah, that just Sony, uh, on the EU side. Because Xbox sucks. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, I know that European mega server has been having some issues of late. Like even this morning, as I was getting ready for the show, I kept seeing a bunch of a bunch of people on reddit just going hey you know is 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 are the eu servers down again because they were just having some issues and this was this morning and people were asking if they were getting ddos again or whatever and i saw a tweet from the official elder scrolls twitter that they are having issues so they've been having issues the past few days with with the console side of things so i don't i don't know why that would be but it could be uh, maybe a bit of compensation on their side. I don't know. All right, all right. Well, next up we have a Cyrodiil performance actively working on internally. Even though there wasn't anything for in 2.3.7, more fixes coming 2.3.9. So not this next Tuesday's patch, but the week after. Mm -hmm. So ne next Monday. And they were talking about this as, as, and even since Thieves Guild, I'm sure Nate, you can probably attribute. I've talked to some other mm -hmm. people that performance has gotten better. I mean, it's not well, great, but it it's depends. not better. So, in Azura Star, which is all I can really speak of right now, right, uh, it has got better. However, what has also happened is that a whole ton of people have left for the reasons aforementioned to do with the lack of champion points now. So it's really difficult to work out whether the performance has improved as a result of what they've done to make it better, or simply because far fewer people are actually in the campaign oh, now. I see. You know, see. Because I've heard from um, friends in True Flame, which is where most of the hardcore uh, guilds have, have moved to, because they still have the champion points and things, mm -hmm. um, that, in fact the problems persist over there as much as they used to on Azura Star. Really? Because I actually been, maybe on the North American side, I don't know if it's much different, but I've been talking to a lot of people in uh, various guilds and that do heavy PvP have stated that it has gotten significantly better, whereas even in big groups, ping doesn't go above 200 or just barely, whereas before it was sitting in, the, you know, like 900 plus. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, yeah, ping ping has got ping has got a bit better, but th that's not the only issue that they have. They have you know issues with frame rate as well, and you know like you can have a very low ping and still only hit you know fifteen frames a second ping. Like last night, for example, um, I was playing. I had about a hundred hundred ping, and just so you know, my rig, I have two 
NVIDIA GTX 980s in SLI configuration with what was at the time, this is about uh, a year ago, the, the highest end uh, quad core Intel i7 CPU and 32 gigs of RAM. Right, Ooh. so it's basically tricked out machine. Last night, even though I had 100 ping, I had about 15 to 25 frames a second on average. Hmm. With, with a rig like that. And that, you know, there were like 50 players in the same area at one point, and that's a lot, and a lot of that relies on the CPU rather than the GPU. So um, it's, been, it's been quite problematic, and it's, and it's not just to do with latency and, and ping, unfortunately. And I think this is why they're having to roll out some of these issues on a um, sort of a, a very light-touch basis with each incremental patch, because there are so many things that cause the problems that are being reported that they can't fix them all at once, and they also can't test them easily without them being on the live server. So um, I, I think overall it is getting better. I would I would happily say that it seems to be improving. I hear fewer complaints generally now, but there is a long way to go, and um, you know there's an awful lot that needs to be done to sort of keep the, the you know the ping and frame rate and um, experience, for want of a better description, from being from basically they need to get it to where it needs to be. Right. If that makes sense. Um. One thing I wanted to mention was I think the next thing we have on our list is frame rate, right? Yep. Uh, MPS issues. They're aware and pushed some fixes on PC and Mac a few days ago with plan to add more fixes and in future incremental patches. See, with Thieves Guild, I know they mentioned that they inadvertently introduced a something that caused a lot of frame rate issue drop like the, with this patch itself it it's an external issue that if if they had rolled out these issue or this uh this patch with the previous dlc we probably wouldn't have been seeing quite the frame drop as we are in this one because this was something new that was introduced um with this patch because i know they said they were working on it so um i don't I don't know. Like I've been hearing multiple things about Cyrodiil, uh and frame rate aside, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, definitely having some issues with frame rate. Even I'm having issues with. And I don't have a. I don't have a beast rig like Nate. Like I really don't. It's an older rig, but I've never really had too many frame rate issues. But in certain areas like Mall of Lorcage, oh my goodness, the frames drop so much. Um, but that, that should be that should be less about. Um... That that's less about latency and more about, um, yeah. you know, physical how they how they've coded how they've coded the game. Right, right, and and that's where that's what I was getting on to with that. Um, whatever they did, this latest patch that uh, that has been causing the the drops doesn't just affect Cyrodiil; it affects everything. So um, yeah. Um, Lawrence asked in chat, "What kind of nick do you have, uh, Nate?" What kind of what? Network interface card. Uh, Any uh, anything special or no? Just just, uh, just standard Ethernet out of my. Uh, I have a uh, Asus. Uh, what's it called? Republic of Gamers, is it? Um, motherboard, and I have Ethernet gigabit Ethernet going straight out of that straight to my router. And I have uh, two hundred megabit 
uh, fiber optic connection. So hmm. I don't think it's the connection. My ping to the to the server is five milliseconds. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's that. Right. I love how British say router. 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 Routes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's just something I'm sitting there thinking about. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say router, but okay. Alright. Yeah, we say router, Nokia, not Nokia, a bunch of other things that I get comments on on my tech show, like, hey, you say Nokia wrong. We actually do say Nokia wrong. We should say Nokia, because that's actually how they, they say it in Finland. the branded name. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But for nice. some reason, everyone says Nokia here. I like it. All right, let's, uh, let's continue on. All right, sounds good. Um, charges abilities, they don't work 100% of the time, we know, uh, especially on uneven terrain. One of, one of the ideas they're looking at is charge changing from charges to teleports right and i think i put that in quotes because what what it does now is the 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 charges have to create pathing so like they say with uneven terrain charges sometimes just don't go off right or do whatever uh and this what's really funny is i always make the comment about um you know our favorite toppling charge the one for the templar abilities it now affects all of them so it's not just that one that's not working but one of the things they're trying to figure out is maybe it would just be easier to remove the charge portion where it tries to figure out the pathing and convert it to a teleport where whenever you align it just ports you from position a to b rather than trying to find pathing um it's I guess it will probably follow the same thing as I guess was it streak, um, I think. Yeah, never played that yeah. class. Yeah, I me mean, neither. But not much. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I yeah, I have, but not much. I don't like Sork anyway, but it, it's that that's the premise of it. They're they're complaining about the um, the pathing issues, and they're thinking one of the fixes that they're mulling about. Uh, and again, this is not confirmed. It's just I love how they just sit down on ESO Live, and I know some people they get a lot of hate for this, and I hate the people who give them hate for this, because one of the things they like to do on ESO Live is just chat, give us what their ideas. It may not ever come to fruition, but they try to give this is what we're thinking about doing, you know, and you know provide your feedback one way or the other. This is they're trying to be very open about how they're building the game, which is more than a lot of developers um and they're it's just like they're trying to have a friendly chat going hey this is what we're attempting to do and i I like that but that's that's one thing they're they're trying to do definitely definitely uh next up radiant destruction controversial at the moment on the forums but the team likes where it is at currently okay forum stop trying to nerf my freaking magic templar (laughs) all right and the reason why I highlighted this one is because they, people have been complaining on the forums. It's way too powerful. It's way too powerful. And uh, <laughs> it is. Let's be honest. Uh, it's very. It's very powerful. Well, it's an yeah. executability. It's supposed yeah. to be. They, they were saying the same thing with any of the other executes. If I get you up close with uh, with executioner, oh, I'll rip you apart. And I've done so in in various um, like PvP. If I get close to you. I'll, I'll murder you with Executioner if you're low enough health. And that's what they've been saying. They're like, listen, guys, we looked at it. It's actually, you know, it, it, the people who were complaining about it, they were like, it, it, it's powerful, but it's supposed to be 
and we like how it's looking right now. We actually don't feel like it's overpowered. By our metrics, it's not that overpowered. It's no proxy detonation, that's for sure. But um, they, they're like, it, it's not that overpowered right now, so... Um, right. Compared to the other executions in the game, executes in the game, it's fairly even. So yeah, I, I I would agree. It's one of those things where it's it only bugs me because I don't use it and other people do, and therefore I die from it. So you know, I want everyone else to be weak so I can carve them into pieces. <laughs> I just want everyone else to be weaker than me. That way, I can just I can beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... I have eighty eight percent crit rating on my on my. Uh, on my DK, dual wield. Oh, right. I enjoy shredding, shredding people with that thing. (laughs) And I don't like it when the tables are turned on me. I don't like being shredded. I like to shred. I don't like being shredded. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of the complaints that are on on the forums, not all, but a lot of them are just because someone got beat by it and therefore they complain. You know, I'm not on the forum saying you have to nerf... um, proxy dem- or detonation even though I got killed by it multiple times you know or ring of vicious death it's a play style that can be countered we just don't group up right <laughs> um, you can proxy debt me all if it's a one on one no one would be dumb enough to use proxy debt because it doesn't really do much it's like yeah okay it really is only effective if you are you know in a in a you know a, in a group it, that's what it's meant to be so Unless it's really, there's a reason for it to be nerfed one way or the other or fixed, a lot of people complain just because they're not using it and getting crushed. So, all right. All right, next up. It keeps uh, it fun. It keeps it fun. Mitchell, I will tell you right now that I will never allow the Tales of Tamriel chat to get like ESO live. If, if it ever gets like that, I will literally just take the, you know, ban everyone and yeah. just do it, you know, like... Even... If people get if people get salty, they get banned. Oh, yeah. E- ESO Live doesn't ban anyone because they're, you know, it's like, who cares? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't really care. I don't, I don't need you to be here live on my show if you're causing issues. So, yeah, screw you. Um, yeah. It'll, if it ever gets like that, that's it. They're gone. I will ban them in a heartbeat in a heartbeat and i actually have mods in the chat who will do the same thing and if anyone's causing any issues they have free reign to ban ban them i don't care so um yeah (laughs) i just had to say that because i saw wicked wolf saying how the eso live chat has just become a giant cesspool which it really has has um it's not good it's not good at all and if yeah it's just just not good it is definitely not good nope so, uh, Ark in here in chat says, "Yeah, no democracy here. I have the power." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Man, Ark, you got it. There's a reason why I put Ark there. Right. <laughs> um, that's, why a, that's why he's a tank. Yep. Takes the lead. All right. So next up, PVP vendor complaints of traits, especially for PVP. Examining feedback idea purchases receive impenetrable receive impenetrable traits while gold wait i think i said that wrong one idea is to have ap purchases receive impenetrable traits while gold is infused there we go got yeah there you go you got it um which is, a good, which is a good idea but and this is something they talked about they they mentioned that the the mob was never designed 
or not the mob. I'm talking. I'm doing dungeons at the moment, so I'm talking mobs because I'm fighting things. Uh, for people who are watching the show live and they're seeing me run dungeons, um, let me know if you guys actually like this kind of thing. Because I'm trying to get our center box when we don't have guester stuff that we need to use the center box for anything. As long as I'm not having any PC issues that are causing me not to be allowed to do this, I'll try to do something interesting in the game. But um, yeah, they were saying like the PvP vendor was meant to be a just kind of like when you run the dungeons. When you're running the dungeons, it's a crapshoot what you're going to get, right? Like that's how they designed it to be. They want it to be like you're not going to get the best in slot every single time. Um, but I guess there were complaints that people aren't getting the, pro you know, they feel like they're not getting the a, a good trait for them. At least it hasn't been well fitted, okay? That's all I'm gonna say right now. At least I've never seen it once as well fitted, because that's all I ever get when I do dungeons is freaking well fitted constantly. Well, it's not it's not random, right? You could see what it is before you purchase it. It yeah 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 no people are complaining that and see this is something else where people like complain. It's been out two weeks like it, yeah. it's only been like two or three weeks since we've done since it's come out on PC. And it's supposed to be random. Like, some weeks you may be like, oh, that's a perfect trait. Like, I think even people who were looking at Moleg Kenna the other day, um, I went and looked at it as soon as I saw the Moleg Kenna or helm, and I'm like, oh, or shoulders. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should go get it, even though I have a bunch that actually aren't terrible traits. Like, I, I have, like, a reinforced, which is fine. It's not best. Infused was better, but it wasn't worth 100000 to me. I'm like, eh, it's, it's not really worth it. But... I don't know. I just I sometimes I don't get why people are complaining about certain things. Yeah, it's it's not best in slot for you, but you know, but Zoss is li listening to feedback and is going okay. Well, what we may end up doing is, well, for PvP players, they'll have a lot of AP anyway. If they want in pen on their stuff, we'll just make the uh, when you buy it with with um, those points, the alliance points, it'll be impenetrable. It'll be a PvP trait versus if you buy it with gold, it'll be a PVE trait, more or less, makes sense. Right, right. And you can you can earn a, AP. You can earn like two hundred thousand AP in a day in Cyrodiil easily. Andrew, and not easily, but I I earned about one hundred fifty thousand yesterday, and I didn't even get out of bed till half past one. <laughs> Andrew in chat gave me a, a good idea. He's like, you just use pre-recorded footage. I'm like, yeah. That is a good idea. Now I just got to re remind myself to use the pre-recorded footage. Like I always, when I'm playing, I forget to, I'm like, I've thought that too. Like, oh, I could just use pre-recorded footage. Now, cat, please leave. Um, but I always forget. So it is the way that it is. All right, Avi. Um, okay, where are we? Random audio issues since launch of Thieves Guild. So... Yeah. all it says plain and simple i guess we're having some audio issues i have not noticed it but i guess it's a thing i've heard of some other people mentioning it too where audio will just cut out or play the wrong sound effect or kind of sound staticky and their sound guys are actively working on it trying to figure out what the issue is so um yeah i guess we'll we'll see i guess Yep. Well, the next one is a bug that I actually have for people in our guild been having, and that's a bug where you can't revive using soul gems. That's me! Hey, hey that's you. <laughs> well, there you it's go. It's actually happening to me, and it's driving me nuts. When we were doing the trial the other night... Move out of here, cat. 
Um, seriously, I do have people who want to take you. I will give you away. I will have him. <laughs> See, Nate wants you. I will give you to Nate. I will put you in a box with little air holes and ship you across the water. <laughs> She's just looking up at me like, no, you won't. Like, no, no. She called my bluff. So, um, yeah, that, that has happened to me because every time we were wiping on the Mall of Lorcaj, I've had to have people... Seriously. People um, res me every time or else I had to run all the way back from the beginning. Um, Stop it. Well, that's, that's annoying. It's very annoying. Like, I have to weigh shrine constantly. There is no op- other option besides that. Like, there's just nothing else. Well, they said hopefully there'll be a fix in the next incremental patch. So, hopefully uh, Tuesday. I really hope so because it is annoying for me. And, you know, it's not just me. And they even mentioned that the, the issue with it is it's not everyone. It's the rare right. individual people. And I know some people were asking me, have you tried, um, have you tried, excuse me, I wiped my nose because the cat up here, I got cat fur everywhere. And she will not leave me alone. She's so persistent. Um, have you tried disabling add-ons thinking it was an add-on? I turned every add-on off. And it's not any of my add-ons, so that's just, it's frustrating like crazy. So it only happens to people who have a million plus gold. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm actually nearing on two million now. Wow. So I'm, I'm actually broke. I, I need about another 200,000 <laughs> to hit two million, so. This, this is the first time in this game that I am actually pretty much broke after buying a bunch of, uh, what's it called, Drew Wax or whatever. And yeah, I bought a bunch of that, which wasn't even a lot. And then I bought the uh, Engine Guardian. <laughs> so uh, my gold, all my characters have like zero gold except Estelle, who has like three thousand. But I got a lot of stuff. So just... just haven't done it yet. I'm not part of. It. I need to put a trade. Uh, some people in chat, I really want to mention some of these highlights. And thank you, chat. You guys are so awesome these past few weeks. You guys are just fantastic. Uh, Andrew says, honestly, Andrew, Andrew. Um, why does that name sound familiar? Andrew, Andrew said Andrew, Andrew. No, no. <laughs> Andrew, just just as a random, because I, I want to know, um, are you Ixter, by the way? Just if you are, that would be awesome. I just was That's curious. Awesome. It's going to be awkward if he's not. It's not, but maybe I'm wrong. But he was saying uh, the random audio issues uh, in in Cyrodiil, he would rather have the dropping audio issues uh, than than have bad Cyrodiil performance. Like the first week that the patch dropped, other than the audio issues, the Cyrodiil performance was really, really good. But... um, then Vicious Death came out and just killed everything. Um, so that that's how it goes. So, yeah. All right, we'll continue on with this ESO live. <laughs> All right. Um, gotta find where I'm at again. Sorry, I'm far, I'm farming at the moment. So it it, it, yeah. it is true. Andrew is uh, indeed Ixter from Tiso Nation. So everyone, say hi to uh, Andrew, aka Ixter. Um, I love your podcast. In fact, actually, it was one of your podcasts that I I heard about the audio issues as well as the better frame uh, PvP, and even I hopped in PvP. So if you're not subscribed to TSO Nation, definitely check them out. 
Uh, I know they, they, well, they cover every aspect of the game, but while uh, we cover more PvE, like that's just the way we're focused, Ixter plays a lot of PvP and has been doing a lot of that. So if you're not subscribed to them, go check them out. They're great. I'm subscribing right now. Yeah, they're 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 another one. They're they're fantastic. I listen to them every time they come out. So, uh, thank you for showing up in chat, man. As soon as I saw you, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, there we go. Awesome. Subscribe. Azura Star is a deserted wasteland. Is the most recent episode. I'm subscribing twice as hard, <laughs> <laughs> just because of how much I agree with that. Yeah. As you will have heard if you were here for the beginning of the show, my friend. It it was uh an inter- I I really loved the uh that f- the second part of their podcast because they talked about um uh bring what was it it was the uh, elder staves online again and azure stars deserted so there you go uh channel is pay to win TV on Twitch so if you want to subscribe there for their live shows check it out there you go buddy shout out for you all right let's uh, continue on with the news I've been talking and. Ruining Avi's flow, so. <laughs> yeah, you have. No, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, next up. Streak has, a cam- Streak has a camera bug. They are aware and working on a fix. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, rapid regen. Wait, rapid regen bug that allows you to spam it working on a fix. So, a couple, couple people, a couple uh, abilities getting fixed up. Um, Zoss seems excited about cross-platform, but are cautiously waiting to see how it will work out before they determine if it is viable, a viable fit for the Elder Scrolls Online. I, I really like this one. I wanted to stop on this one because you remember our last episode. Our last episode got a lot of traction, both positive and negative. Like It was really weird how we had like almost 20 upvotes on Reddit, which is weird because Reddit just downvotes us to oblivion. And we still only had a 68% upvote. So we had tons of people who both liked it and disliked the idea of a one mega server to rule them all. Um, it was really, really weird, right? Um, but it, I was harding, like, a lot of the, the chat responses on, on Reddit was, oh, stop trying to make this happen. This will never happen, blah, 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 blah. And it was interesting to see them talk about it on there because they, they didn't make any comment one way or the other but you know they, t- they talked about some of the challenges that it would affect like oh they have two partners both partners have to be willing to play ball so it's not like Final Fantasy 14 where it's only PS4 and you know who, who's who's there Sony um, but as well as um, you know Xbox has to play ball they have some other hurdles and they're like it's not insurmountable but apparently even other people internally was blowing up uh, Rich Lambert's mailbox with oh my goodness did you see this are we gonna do it like even internal people were asking Rich that so he tentatively kind of said listen we're gonna look at it and see how it pans out see how things are gonna work before we can really make a decision we're not gonna need jerk reaction any of this but we're going to see how this will how it will pan out and what it can mean for the future of elder scrolls online so he actually didn't say one or the other but he was even excited for it they're all tentatively cautiously excited for it so that's pretty awesome yay to safe a safe approach to go by rich so don't don't get anybody riled up you know yeah 
uh, Andrew, aka Extern Chat, says, "I would, I'd love one mega server. I just worry about ping for different regions." To, we actually had this conversation on the last episode where the EU ping didn't get much better when it moved over. The only people who kind of suffer are the poor Oceanic people, but they would suffer no matter if it's in the US or if it's in the uh, EU because depending on where they're playing, they're practically traveling the same distance anyway. So, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Again, there's all... Uh, even with this, it was a tentative statement saying that they're all, ten, you know, cautiously excited and they're going to wait to see how it would work before they make any decisions for the Elder Scrolls Online. But it's it's comforting to know they didn't dismiss it directly out of hand. So, um, but there we go. All right. There we go. All right. Only one last one. And it is uh, plans for next update to... Pr- to improve the effectiveness of reverse slice against groups to give stamina a viable Zerg bomb. Mm-hmm. This was kind of an outcry about um, dead in, or, uh, proxy detonation, how stamina doesn't really have a Zerg, you know, the, uh, a solution for the Zerg bomb, you know, our Zerg bomb type thing. Uh, and they're looking at making the morph reverse slice, which is the other morph that no one ever takes for um, executioner. Executioner is the single target morph. They're looking at making that a little bit more AOE-ish. So I'm really excited how that how that would work. Um, <laughs> Mitchell says Wings of Fate would be the biggest guild ever if there was a merge. Yeah, we do actually have quite a few console fans, which is really exciting, and I, I'm disappointed that we don't get to play with our console friends, so it is how it is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that is that is the news for us. Alright. So back, so back to you, sir. Alright. Uh, not tons of news. We actually made a good discussion out of what little we had this week. But overall, the ESO Live was interesting. There was nothing groundbreaking, of course. It was nice to hear of the um, th- the thoughts on the idea of a cross-platform for ESO. Um, and, you know, even though it was a, just a tentative, we're cautiously looking at it answer, it's still, it, it's it's really cool, like, that they are acknowledging it, that even people other than Rich were like, dude, this is awesome, are we going to do anything with this? There's a lot of people who are interested in it, and uh, who knows? Not saying it's going to happen one way or the other, we're definitely not saying that, because I don't want to get a lot of hate, because we did get a lot the last time, but we actually got a lot of love at the same point. Um, about the idea of one mega server to rule them all, but all right, we have a discussion topic planned for today. It was a kind of a short one I put together that I thought was kind of interesting. But if you guys have been following the official Elder Scrolls Online Twitter uh, on, I guess it was actually last week, which I think I texted everyone because it was like two hours after we were finished with our show, um, so we didn't actually get to talk about it in 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 the show but it was the 10th anniversary of the elder scrolls for oblivion and with that the tagline more or less pretty much said that uh congratulations to oblivion 10 years ago you saved martin septum are you ready to return to kvach 
And I didn't really think much about it because I kind of looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's neat, you know, homage to another Bethesda game. I, I love that. And then I stared at the picture for a minute and looked at it and looked at it and went, oh my goodness, that's Kavach as seen through the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so they actually posted a like a little teaser for Kavach, which is, for anyone who doesn't know... The next DLC we're getting is Dark Brotherhood, which is supposed to take place on the Gold Coast. So if you look at a map of Oblivion, you'll see that Kavach is part of the Gold Coast right on the outskirts, a little bit inland. So they were showing us off Kavach. Um, and that was really exciting for me. Um, so let me pull up my notes here, because I want to make sure I say this right. Um... The question I want to ask the group is, is kind of a twofold question. First off, do we feel like they were advertising a little too soon for Dark Brotherhood? Or do you think uh, it was just a special occasion? It was a special occasion, and it can never be too soon to get your fans excited about things that are coming. Okay. Is my is my personal view on this. Yeah. We want to be excited, I, I, right? I, oh, I yeah. And Dark Brotherhood is something to be excited for it, it's, it's very, probably very, hands down very probably big part of very big part of uh the elder scroll series and mm -hmm. most people's favorite yeah i was actually gonna, that's what i was going on I'm glad you actually mentioned that was the fact that it really is probably if you were to take a, a poll of everyone who you know plays the game they would probably all mention that this was their favorite part of any Elder Scrolls. I mean, even Thais, who's not here at the moment, would say that her favorite part of any Elder Scrolls game is doing Dark Brotherhood. That's her favorite. She loves would, Dark Brotherhood. I would, I would agree with her. Mm -hmm. As much as I don't like being part of the Dark Brotherhood too much, their quest lines are always the best, and it's too hard to pass up. Never too, and even chat saying never too late to promote your product. And the reason why I even mentioned this was because if if you've been following the show or following the game, they have a since they started this DLC thing every three months, they have a pattern. Um, the pattern normally is when a new DLC launches, the next month is they still talk about the DLC. They promote a lot of people like streamers and and things of that nature. Um, to to you know promote all for that current DLC in that next month it's always very heavy for that next month the following month okay the the month afterwards the second month of a quarter tends to kind of be dry there's not a lot of news going on it's just it, it's just not really a lot we're often scrambling for news during the second weeks i'm sure even Ixter in chat um he will know this as doing another podcast saying that yeah the second month is generally you're scraping for news like you're 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 the bottom of the barrel you're looking for forum topics uh you're doing all this stuff trying to figure out something to do and then the next month normally at the very end of the second month into the third month is when they drop the dlc onto um the pts so it's all hype up for the next thing and even Ixter in chat, uh, Andrew A.K. Ixter says, Dark Brotherhood is the single most marketable DLZ Zoss will likely have for ESO for the next two calendar years. They need to they need to pimp it out. It it really is true. It's a popular DLC for sure. Uh, the next question I really had for you guys, um, Avi, did I actually get your answer? I don't think I did. Yes, yes, yes. You oh, did. I did. I did. Okay. Um, 
how far into Cyrodiil do we think the Dark Brotherhood will expand? Meaning, when we got Thieves Guild, we got Hughes Bane. It, uh, it's a fairly small zone, right? Like, it wasn't a whole lot, just that little bit of the peninsula, which is, it's, it's all good. Um, because they also spread back out into the older zones to bring back content all over. But they specifically said the Gold Coast. In our eyes, looking at the current Cyrodelic map and then looking at a map of Oblivion, how far, how much do you expect that they're actually going to add with the Dark Brotherhood for speculation? Well, that, that would be uh, what, Kavach and what's next to Kavach? Is that Anvil? Anvil. Anvil. They yeah. specifically said, I believe they said Anvil was going to be where you started the quest anyway. Oh, I, I think it will go as far as that. I don't expect to see Skin Grad, but it would be awesome. They could, they could totally do skin crowd. They're not that far away. Like that whole area is basically those three, those three cities, and skin uh, quite guess, big. Yeah, I, I guess that's a good point because there's no reason to really leave it out because yeah. what, is, what, are, what are they going to do there in the future? It would leave a very small patch, and that was the thing I was really looking at because if you look at the map of Cyrodiil, it's the triangle. Like you can actually take that triangle and fit it onto a map of Oblivion. And the parts of Cyrodiil that were in Oblivion that don't really appear are the areas near um, the the. Why am I drawing a blank on the Delta? That that whole bay. It's not Topor Bay. It's um. Help me out, Avi. You like Oblivion? Help me out. You know where Wait, I'm talking. What? The the lower half of Cyrodiil. Uh, what is that bay called? I don't know why I want to say the Iliac Bay, but... And no, I, I think that don't... might be the case. I'm pulling up my map right now. Um, not that it even really pertains to this. Oh, no, it is Topol Bay. I, I, I didn't think it was Topol Bay. But that whole area down past uh, Leowin and, and that whole section, that's not part of it. Like, the whole triangle, really, you only see... You actually only see a little bit of Breville, like... I believe you can see just a tad of Breville added on the map. Like, you can't even get into it, I don't believe. Um, but the same, that triangle goes right across and would cut right along that line towards Skingrat. I don't know, like, why would you not want to add that little bit? If you didn't add Skingrad to that part, you're going to... It would only leave a very small portion to be added in a future DLC, right? Am I wrong in that? No, makes sense uh, to it's, me. It's a small area. Um, and I didn't take... I wish I would have sat down and, and wrote down the lore, but Nate, uh, Skingrad yeah. is currently... In, in the time of Oblivion, which at at the time of ESO is, what, 900 years? 900 years after? after? after ESO, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's third era. Uh, I can't remember, third era. Year 400-something. Right. Um... With that said, in Oblivion, the leader of Skingrad was a vampire. Do you think he was alive at this time? No. No? Well, he he may have been. I don't think we'll hear from him. I don't think he'll be in. I don't think it'll be mentioned in uh, in whatever oh, they do. I think it'd just be a massive, awesome, amazing kind of like Easter egg, really, if he was alive at this time. I couldn't remember if he was or not. That's what I was trying to think about. Was he alive at this time? Like, how long, how old of a vampire is he? Um, the Count. We the are count. talking about the, the Count, right? Yes, the Count. The Count who runs Skingrad 
is a vampire. I don't know how. I don't know much about his lore other than the fact that he's a vampire. Well, he wasn't always a vampire. He well, no one starts out. He as a was. Vampire. He was his. Him and his wife were both turned into vampires like a few years before the Oblivion Crisis. Right. I believe so. I don't. Well, I don't. Oh, I got. I got. I got the answer. Uh, in the third, in the third era, three eighty one, fifty years before Oblivion Crisis, Janus, Janus, and his wife Rona fell victim to vampires. So no, he won't no, he won't be alive at that there point. I couldn't yeah. remember if he was or not. Um, let's see. Actually, where is he? Oh, there. No, Thieves Guild housing and other stuff big, but nothing beats Skyrim fanboy hype like uh, Dark Brotherhood. I'm trying to read. Uh, here we go. Go. Uh, Andrew says Gold Coast will only go halfway into Cyrodiil. There's like there'll. <coughs> Excuse me. There'll likely be a gap in the middle for the Colovian Highlands. Okay, okay. Uh, as I'm pulling up my map of Cyrodiil, which I can't even do right now, so I have to do it outside. Okay, so you're thinking the Gold Coast? Well, see, even mm, the Colovian Highlands. Okay. Well, at that point, they would cut it right there at right around right north of Kavach, just pretty much that little bit, and then leave Skingrad and all of that for the Colovian that strip for Colovian Highlands. But oh, I guess that would probably seem to fit based on the size of current DLC. Which is which is what I which is what I kind of was thinking at first is that it would kind of cut off kind of more near Kavach and it'd be kind of small like Hughesbane. Okay, so you're thinking they're going to go a little smaller and and save the Colovian Highlands for a separate DLC. Right. Okay. They're surely not going to do another... Like That would be like the third DLC that's basically centered around Cyrodiil in some way. Well, we still have all of the Topol Bay area as well. Leowin and all that section. So they're... I don't know. Um, Gentleman Sour, talk, uh, send me a message on Twitter about that. Um, yeah. No, I just... I don't know. I feel like... <sighs> Now again, Hughesbane was smaller. I get that. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, and, and and I get your point, uh, Ixter. Like I really do. Like I don't. I wouldn't discount it one way or the other. I just. I feel like why would you not add Skingrad in at the same time? You know what I mean? That, that would make it a really big DLC uh, DLC size if they added all three of those major cities and everything in between without completely squeezing them next to each other. You know, it'd almost be. They'd have to go more near the size of Rothgar, which yeah. they pretty much kind of said they weren't. They weren't doing. That was their biggest, their big one. Yeah, that's what uh, Ixer just said in chat. That it would be about the size of Rothgar if they did all that, and they said they wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. See, based on the current trend, I know they said all of the DLCs going forward would be a little bit more to the size of Thieves Guild. Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood are going to be the more standard sizes. Um, which I, I'm, I guess I'm fine with one way or the other. I mean, I, I'm just glad we're, we're getting content on a very re regular basis. I know there's some complaints one way or the other that there's not enough content. Like, even as a raider, I kind of feel that little bit of a yeah, the fact they don't release trials as often, I kind of wish they would, because um, it's been a while since we've got other trials. But eh, I can I could take or leave at this point, as long as they keep adding them. But I don't know. I just kind of hope that they would expand it out a little further. I, I just can't think of what they would, because the Clovian Highlands would only be one city, which would be Skingrad and just a small stretch. 
I guess it'd be, that a great, it'd be a great addition for PvP. I don't think there's going to be any PvP in this, mm-hmm. though, right? No. Oh, I see what you mean, if they did skin. No. Yeah, for, for a separate. Like, oh, you mean like a battleground kind of stuff? Because they've talked about yeah, battlegrounds. There's, there's an arena in... Is it in Anvil? Or is it... There's an arena in one of the towns. In one of these gold, um, gold road towns. It's either... Anvil or Skingrad. I'm convi- I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is too. Um, see, I was always under the impression I really don't want them to use any of live Tamrail for battlegrounds because um, I want to explore it. I would rather them use the Daedric realms because they can be. They can be. There's no set um, structure to how they were designed, so you could literally make a you know. A, a fair three on three on three battleground, if you will, out of the Daedric realms and have them fight over an orb of power or anything like that. If you really wanted to get gamey, you know what I mean. But I don't know. I I, I don't feel like they should use Skingrad as a as a PvP side. I'd rather them do. I mean, I would rather realms. them do it too. But you know, it's it's an idea. Um, I'm more. I'm more. I'm more disappointed at the fact that uh, Breville isn't going to be inside of this DLC. I know it's oh. all the way down, far away, but I mean that has the statue of the Luckyill Lady, mm. which, you know, well, like we mentioned last time, has the the dead corpse of the Night Mother under it at this time. The Bra- Well, that's away. probably why we can't get into the city because you can actually see Breville in Cyrodiil live right now, but right. it's it's across the water and you can't get to it. I'm just saying it'd be a perf- it'd be a perfect mixture if they added the the night mother into that. And so I'm oh, getting an add on in my ear. Right. There's there a few go. uh good points I want to touch on in chat before we move on with this. Uh Ixter's been great in chat. Uh gotta remember they have eleven years of DLC mapped out with four patches a year. Even if you factor in non zone patches here and there, like with housing, perhaps they'd run out of real estate in Tamrail within a few years at that rate even by doing small patches that makes sense actually i mean there are there i don't know we we have a good bit of of actual tamrail to explore yet but is it a is it enough like would we run out at at four patches a year I don't know. I kind of hope that they would expand out and we'd get to see a few other places at this time. Like, there's other places we can visit as part of of Nern as a whole. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. All right. Um, anyone have any closing thoughts before we move on of this section, not the show? Nothing other than that. It makes me wonder what other game change they're going to bring in with. The Dark Brotherhood, you know, we, we don't think they're going to bring in um, housing, but possibly the barbershop stuff that they seem to be working on. We know we're not going to get spellcrafting because they've said that's basically not being worked on right now at all. Right. Um, but is there anything else that we think they might introduce as part? I mean, as jewelry you mentioned, crafting mentioned, is still on the docket as a, and, as and a system. Po- and possibly, obviously, the removal of veteran ranks. Well, that's oh, coming yeah. with Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, they've said that, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, Dark Brotherhood's we're we're getting that Dark Brotherhood is the removal of veteran ranks, but I mean, as of systems, like I said, I think the only thing we really know of is housing, which we don't know a time for yet, 
and jewelry crafting, but I don't think we'll see jewelry crafting. Even based on our episode 100 interview, they said it's still something they're looking at, but it's yeah. not not ready. Um, I will. Yeah. And barbershop as well, etc. Right. <laughs> Which I still find to be terrifying from a law-breaking perspective. Oh, uh, Ixter actually just brought some up that I completely forgot about. Poison crafting, possibly, with Dark Brotherhood. It would be a great time, lore-wise, to introduce it. I don't know if we'll see it, but they they have mentioned that it's something they're looking at, and it, I can't think of a better time, lore-wise, to actually introduce poison crafting than with Dark Brotherhood. It just makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I could, I could, I could see that making sense. Yeah. And I, I'm really excited for these next couple months. Like I said, the rest of this month and probably next month is going to be very tight for news for the show just because it's that law phase. The the new DLC has been out for a while. Oh, I just got into another group. That's awesome. Um, the new the new DLC has been out for a while, and people are getting used to it. They're fixing bugs, and then they'll start the hype train with with actual dark brotherhood in the end near the end of the second month into the third month of this quarter so probably around may ish wait is that no may would be the end of the quarter no it wouldn't june's the end of the quarter so may ish by the end of may we should probably start seeing stuff so yeah. i had to think about that for a second all right we're going to move on to our tales section where we get to talk about what we did in eso today this week and all time forever it's amazing Avi, why don't you go ahead and go first? Because I'm sure you're just going nuts wanting to talk about what you wanted to do. Sure, I'll talk about it. Sadly, I didn't write it down. So let's, let's pull it from the top of my head here. We got this. So uh, I got all my VR16 armor crafted this week. So um, let's see if I can remember everybody. I wanted to give a shout out that helped me to do this. Obviously, you with Jellos, Zakir, Slayton, uh Crabby, Amanda Gray. I hope that's everybody. All of you, thank you so much. You guys were awesome. You know, I had a Crabby and Crabby and Amanda both crafting me yellow quality staffs. And uh, obviously, I got my uh, my. Oh, I'm not on my Templar. My set of uh, Trinimax Daler. I got really lucky. But right before work, I went and ran one of the the uh, what's it called. One of the dailies in Rothgar, okay. and I got the Trinimac Valor necklace, which was awesome because that was the last piece I needed. I got my love, the robes in Giuliano's and all of the Giuliano sets set to uh, purple quality at the moment, and I'm currently saving up the the mats to make it all gold. Ooh. Even though uh, I'm kind of stopping that right now because I just got the Engine Guardian helm, so if I get the shoulders, my whole set's going to change again. But, but that's all right. I have I have another character I can put it on as soon as Dark Brotherhood drops and we lose these damn veteran ranks. Then <laughs> yeah. I can just put this armor all on, on my sorcerer. Now yeah. all this stuff you're doing is in preparation for your new character, right? Like you're making it for them, or are you making it for your Estelle? Oh, it's all on Estelle. Oh, you're making this for Estelle. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. As soon as my my new character is going to take a lot of time to to get ready because I'm just, I'm going slow with him. Right. You know, yeah. I'm in, I'm enjoying the story, so I'm not expecting to hit level fifty for a good while. I think right now he's level twelve, 
something oh, like that. Oh, no, dude. I think you'll get there sooner. Like, VR 16, I could say, but even by going slow... I have, I have no intentions on going VR 16 with him. I plan on getting him VR 1, and then pretty much just uh, questing until I get gold content open, and then I'm just going to go Sky Shard hunting. Right. So... So that's all. Sky shards are all I really need before the Dark Brotherhood drops and bet ranks go away. Because as soon as those go away, then you know there's no difference between him and Estelle, right? Besides his name and his <laughs> and his sex and his sex. So, right? Yes, he is a male. He is a, a male named Avi Optimal. I finally have a character named after myself, which is which is kind of, which is kind of weird because like. Sometimes you know zone chat can get a little crazy, but sometimes I have I have fun when I'm leveling a new character and I jump in the conversations in zone chat, and all of a sudden I start I start talking with people and I look down and I realize oh shoot it says Avi Optimal. <laughs> well, at least if anyone's following the show, they'll know it's you talking in chat because I know, but I, I I can't I can't be all I can't be all dumb and dumb and weird with everybody. <laughs> I've had a couple people message me already. I'm actually that's how I met Zakir. Um, was because I was in Rothgar doing dungeons and just talking with people and whatnot. And he sent me a message. Are you that Azelos, the one from Tales? I'm like, yeah, that's me. It's me. Um, and oh, that's right, they did. Uh, Ixter just thank you, Ixter. You're fantastic, by the way. I just. Avi, tip for you from Mixter, you say thank you to him. They've actually already removed the silver gold restrictions, so as soon as you hit 50, you can do both. Oh, my God. I now, you'll have to be God. careful because the other stuff will be VR6, but if, you make your, if you're if you VR1 and make yourself good gear, you can easily do VR6 or get help. Wait, they removed that with Thieves Guild? Yeah, you can go anywhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they did oh, that wow. with Thieves I, Guild. I that's that's why I'm currently leveling up my brother's character to VR, so that uh, so that he can come into some of the other zones with me and do the public dungeons and things. Things that yeah require like yeah if he gets a few levels he can get up there and do it. Your only restriction will be they didn't they haven't changed the leveling of it. It's you know it's still oh, VR you know like six my, or my, whatever. My, my my VR one Templar will will handle any will handle a. A VR, some VR ten. He got it. Yeah, like if you, if honestly, when after since they made the change in what update one or two, a long time ago, where they nerfed how hard the silver and gold content is, I go it's in not, with me my VR two and I kill stuff in Craglorn that's VR you know twelve. So you shouldn't have an issue. No, I don't think I'll have an issue at all. No. And that, that, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. That makes it a lot easier. So, yeah, my new character is going to be all set, you know, soon and soon enough. But I don't think but I think by that time I'll probably hopefully have the engine guardian shoulders and be crafting him a whole new set. And well, if that's the, if that's the case, then I'll just let Estelle keep the, the Julianos and the Trina Max Valor. Right. And the, and the Moloch in shoulder that she's currently wearing right now. So, yeah. Now, are you running... Are you running pledges every day? When you I'm can? running them every day if I can. I, okay. I've been running them a good amount. Obviously, I just worked the last three days, so I didn't get to do them every day. I ran them yesterday, and then uh, me. Uh, I'm so I'm so bad with names. Me, Zakir, and two others. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just. I usually have all my tales written down on my computer, and I do not right now. But uh, we went farming for the engine guardian. 
and uh, one of the guys that we were that we were running with was just about to go and buy the Engine Guardian helm, and he actually got it infused. Oh, nice! So he saved he saved a good hundred k. So good good for him. And then, uh, yeah, but we we ran we, we've been running pledges a good amount. I've been running them with Zakir with Zakir the that dude and his shiny his, his shiny gold or shiny glass armor. I call him the shiniest thing in Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, chat saying, "Yep, your uh, your camera now shows a very beautiful scene of your ceiling." Uh, isn't it a nice ceiling? It is. I mean, you guys it's missed it now. before because last episode it was uh, focused on Avi's crotch the entire time. So, uh, I mean, just for a second. That, that that's that's just for you know. Those who are on the show get to see that. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a behind behind the behind scenes the scenes moment. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have everything's kind of set weird right now because normally I have a nice setup, but since I'm not on I'm not playing games on my uh, laptop anymore, I just kind of pulled it out and set it on my desk for the show. So if I lift my hand up from my keyboard, I smack it. <laughs> so I kind of smacked it, and the whole thing flew up for a second. And then, anyways, yeah, it's all I mean, good. That, yeah, I mean that's really been my gameplay. I've been doing I've been doing a lot of farming. Uh, like I said, I think last episode I've been running around Hughesbane. That's what I'm doing right now, just collecting a whole bunch of ancient silk and killing a bunch of poor lions. Poor now, lions. I've killed so many lions. Oh, I need to I need to do that as well. That was something that was added in, which I I found out was an issue of why I've been running out of void steel, and probably part of the reason why you're getting tons of uh when you mentioned about hughes bane other than it's smaller so everything's a little bit more condensed to make the make the loop um they made a change in one of the patches where you no longer get the it it, it goes to your max level instead of getting a little bit of both like before you would get void you'd see void steel and rubidite now it's just rubidite if that's what you can get right which is why i'm playing on uh my Khajiit, my Khajiit Nightblade right now because he's my crafter, so I've actually been using him again a little bit. He came back to life. Nice, nice. Now he's now, he's now farming for me. So I'm at this point now where I'm so low on the the VR14 materials, and I have so much of the other stuff that I'm 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 having a hard time completing dailies. Uh, Slayton was so nice to be able to put some void steel in, in the guild bank for me today so that way I would be able to actually oh. do my my in that case, in that case I'll, stop, I'll stop running by all this night wood and start picking it up uh, yeah I mean I use it every day <laughs> I, I, have, I have a lot of VR 14 mats I'll put them in the bank too I don't if, need them if you're not going to use them I use I them every day I don't, I, I don't do crafting grits so. oh I, I do I can't get enough of them I mean I'm sure I will start soon enough but as of right now, no, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just working on my new character. I log on him every day. I feed the horse, trying to get that leveled up. Oh, another thing I did. I. Uh, they had a sale on uh, riding, riding skills, mm -hmm. not too long ago, and right in that same time, my ESO account renewed. So I bought thirty. Oh. Uh, thirty of the speed. So my guy is already. Oh, don't beat me to that. Uh, he beat me to the aspect arena. <laughs> what a what a jerk. And, jerk. and anyway, so so he he all my 
I've already talked about this before. All of my characters' riding skills are really bad because I just never went and fed their horses. I think Estelle only has like 25 speed and zero on the others, and she was my highest. So you can kind of get an idea there where I'm at. So he's level 12, and he already has higher riding skills than any of my other characters. Man, I, I, took, I took advantage of that. I really feel bad because I just put money on, on all my... So all eight characters are a full 60-60-60 on my account. Wow, that's impressive. Just yeah. because what I did was I, I sat down, I calculated the amount of, of money I would need to to max it out. And I put that exact amount of money on a character and parked them right in front of the, um, right in front of the stable merchant. And every morning, this was a daily thing before I left for work. I would log in and go to each character and purchase mount speed or or anything like that's just what I did until they finished. See, but but if I did that, then I wouldn't. I'd have such a harder time deleting my characters. That's that's the point I'm at right now. I'm sitting there going. After my uh, my one Khajiit died here, like we had to put her down, I wanted to remake her in ESO, just kind of like a memorial kind of deal. Um, wow. But I already made a Khajiit after the cat that you see who annoys me during shows. Well, she's still alive, so I'm like, well, maybe I should just delete her and remake her as a you know as the Khajiit. But she's already full maxed out 60 60 60 you know what i mean like she's already maxed out i'm like oh and all my slots are maxed out so i can tell you i never planned on using the barber shop except for this because i want a name changer and uh uh redo her to look like my kitty i had to put down so that way she lives on in esl so she'll have a like a little memorial in esl Right, see, so, yeah, I mean, I've had nine veteran rank characters, and nine? Yeah, nine. I deleted two. I deleted three. Uh, my poor characters. They come and go. Their lives are so short. <laughs> I, 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 I believe I've deleted three, and I have plans on deleting another one pretty soon. So. Oh, no, don't, don't do it, Avi. Say it ain't so. He's DC. Oh, well, then, okay, do it. It's uh, my DC Sork, because I want an Ebonheart Sork. Right. So it's like, well, why, why not just kick her? I only have to level her to level 50 before right. uh, Dark Brotherhood. So it's so easy now. It's like, oh, I'll delete anybody and make anybody anytime I want. I could level somebody to level 50 in a week. It's not even a week. I've done, that, it, I've done, it, I've done it faster. That's what I'm kind of working on right now is, like, you, if you're watching the stream right now, the character I'm playing is my second Templar. She's going to be my Magicka DPS Templar. Because I have a Stamina one already who also has a tank build. She's going to be a Magicka-based and have a tank build or a heal build. I haven't really decided yet. Um, but I'm just trying to get her to 50. That's the whole idea, just to get what her to 50. What level is she right now? 34, almost 35. Oh, you're almost there. Yeah, but I don't get a those ton are, of time to are, play. Those are, the, those are the annoying levels, though. Yeah, it, it's always once I get to about 45 or so is when I'm like, okay, then I get the the burst. I start doing everything. You know what I mean? Like, this is the hardest time. Like, round my mid-20s to about 45 because questing-wise, I'm in Shadowfen. You know, it's like, ugh. Well, uh, I know a very, a very nice uh, grind for 45 to 50 that you can 
where? to level up in. Because that's where I'm at right now with my brother's okay. character. Uh, let me try to pull it off the top of my head. Nay, I might have to pull the actual quest out for you a little later. But pretty much um, during the main quest line, there's a... What quest is it? What quest is it? So it's during uh, the yeah, main quest. It's, yeah, it's during the main quest, and it's in Cold Harbor. So pretty much what you do is you go in, and they have, like, three nice zombie pools in this little this little room. You go, and you pull them, you pull them, you kill them all, and you gain a nice amount of XP. You walk through the door, you turn around, you walk right back out. They're all back. And oh, it's, wow. a solo, it's, a, it's a solo instance, so you're the only, you're the only person there. So okay. It's, just, it's just, you and, just you and zombies. Pop an XP scroll. God, it 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 goes by really quick, and you can you can even do that at veteran veteran rank one, and you'll have veteran rank one mobs. See, I don't think I can just... do that right now because I'm not doing I'm not doing any uh, uh, sort of quests. I'm just basically doing mob grinding. So I want Andy to do all the all the quests and things. But... Well, well, that's that's what it is. It is it's mob grinding, but it's part of it's part of the quest. I mean, you don't have to complete this quest at all as long as you get to it. And then you yeah. can run in, you can do all this, and you can just run out of the door. And... Well, if you can remember the name of that, then I'll look it up and I'll go and do that. Because I'm, I'm in Cold Harbor, it's weird. That's the level I'm at right now, and I'm in Cold Harbor grinding spider data yeah. right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a Harborage quest, so... Yeah. It's oh, not right, an actual I see. card harbor, but... Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll that, that's pretty much my gameplay. Uh, I'll pull it up. I'll start looking for it right now. Yeah, because I would be great. Once I, once, once I find it, I'll, in, I'll interrupt. Okay. Yeah. I like interrupting. Thanks. And if anyone in chat is knows of a good grinding spot for kind of around level 40 sort of level, uh, then please let me know. Mob-based, ideally not quest-based, so I can just go and find it and annihilate some zombies. It be, would be wonderful. Right. For EP, ideally. I was going to say, I know some good ones for, for AD when you hit higher vet ranks, but... Yeah, I, I guess you got, you, got some, you got some time. You got some time to get there. Yeah, right. All right, uh, we're gonna go real quick through this, Nate. I want you to talk your gameplay. I'm gonna skip mine because it's already getting a little late, and it is Easter Sunday, so I have some other stuff I need to do. So we're gonna roll through this next little bit. Uh, Nate, why don't you give us your what your gameplay was, and then we'll go right into the reading. Yeah, well, we're real basically fast, real fast. It's Hall of Tor- Halls of Torment. Sorry, Halls of Torment. Halls, Halls of Torment. Yeah, gotcha. Halls. Excellent, thank you. Um, Well, I've been at the moment. I've been doing some leveling for my brother, um, just as we've talked about just now. Just getting him uh, to the point that we can take advantage of the change in Thieves Guild that allows us to uh, go into any zone once you've hit veteran rank, which would be great. Um, And apart from that, I've been mostly experimenting in Cyrodiil this week, uh, just enjoying some of the changes and mostly not enjoying the rest of them as uh, as we've discussed a little earlier in the show so I've been doing a lot of that I've, we've not finished the Thieves Gold quest line yet so that's still to come and um, that's about it, it's actually been a bit of a quieter week for me because I've been buying a house and right. doing a whole bunch of other stuff so I've not been playing a great deal this week um, but apart from that I think that's about everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll skip my gameplay because I want. I'll. I'll. I actually have it all written down on another thing, and I was gonna grab it, but we're running a little late, and I have a few other things I really want to get done with before we we call the show. Um. But yeah, it's a fantastic show. We've really had a good 
good lot of stuff. Chat has been fantastic, so we've we've had a lot of conversations. Um, let's go ahead and roll right into the lore reading, Nate, if you're prepared. I am prepared. I am like a scout. I am always ready. Uh, he says entirely as a way of disguising the fact that I am not, in fact, ready. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> let me just... I'm just going to move my character into a little uh, pool here in Cold Harbor. Just leave him examining the wilderness and not getting killed while I bring up this reading. So this is a reading... And I decided to pick this reading because we've been talking about Cyrodiil and we've been talking about Dark Brotherhood. We've been talking about Kavach and Anvil. So I picked a book that uh, you first discover in Oblivion. I think you can get this book in ESO as well. So it was obviously written before the Third Era. It's called The Brothers of Darkness. It's a history of the uh, Morag Tong and also uh, the Dark Brotherhood, of course. And it's written by Pelan Assi which I will not snigger at. (laughs) Feel free to snigger. Anyway. The Dark Brotherhood has no shortage of business opportunities, and accounting, I have been informed, informed, is the Brotherhood's favorite euphemism for an execution. While they are officially considered an unlawful organization in every corner of the Empire, like the Thieves' Guild, they are almost as universally tolerated. As their name suggests, the Dark Brotherhood has a history shrouded in obfuscation, Their ways are secret to those who are not themselves brothers of the order. Brother is a generic term. Incidentally, some of their deadliest assassins are female, but they are often called brothers as well. How they continue to exist in shadow, but be easily found by those desperate enough to pay for their services, is not the least of the mysteries surrounding them. The Dark Brotherhood sprang from a religious order, the Morag Tong, during the Second Era. The Morag Tong were worshippers of the Daedra spirit Mephala, who encouraged them to commit ritual murders. In their early years, they were as disorganized as only obscure cultists could be. There was no one to lead the band, as, and as a group, they dared not murder anyone of any importance. This changed with the rise of the Night Mother, which obviously we come to in Oblivion. Uh, all leaders of the Morag Tong and then afterward the Dark Brotherhood have been called the Night Mother. Whether the same woman, if it is even a woman, has commanded the Dark Brotherhood since the Second Era is unknown. What is believed is that the original Night Mother developed an important doctrine of the Morag Tong, the belief that while Mephala does grow stronger with every murder committed in her name, certain murders were better than others. Murders that came from hate pleased Mephala more than murders committed because of greed. Murders of great men and women pleased Mephala Mephala more than murders of relative unknowns. We can approximate the time this belief was adopted with the first known murder committed by the Morag Tong. In the year 324 of the Second Era, now that's before ESO, I believe. Yes. Although we are in Second Era. Uh, the potentate Visidu Shai was murdered in his palace in what is today the elsewhere kingdom of Senchal. In a brash move, the Night Mother announced the identity of the murderers by painting Morag Tong on the walls of the potentate's own blood. In the potentate's own blood, sorry. Previous to that, the Morag Tong existed in relative peace, more or less like a witch's coven, occasionally persecuted but usually ignored. In remarkable synchronicity, at a time when Tamriel, the arena, was a fractured land, the Morag Tong was outlawed throughout the continent. Every sovereign gave the cult's elimination his highest priority. Nothing more was officially heard of them for hundreds of years. 
It is more difficult to date the era when the Morag Tong re-emerged as the Dark Brotherhood, especially as other guilds of assassins have sporadically appeared throughout the history of Tamriel. The first mention of the Dark Brotherhood that I have found is from the journals of the Blood Queen Arlema... Wow. Arlemahera of Hegathe? Hegath? She spoke of slaying her enemies by her own hand, or if necessary, quote, with the help of the Night Mother and her Dark Brotherhood, the secret arsenal my family has employed since my grandfather's time. This was written in the 412th era, uh, year of the Second Era, so one can surmise that the Dark Brotherhood had been in existence since at least 360 if her, of the Second Era, of course, if her grandfather had truly made use of them. The important distinction between the Dark Brotherhood and the Morag Tong was that the Brotherhood was a business as much as it was a cult. Rulers and wealthy merchants used the order as an assassin's guild. The Brotherhood gained the obvious reward of a profitable enterprise, as well as a secondary benefit that rulers could no longer actively persecute them. They were needed. They were purveyors of an essential commodity. Even an extremely virtuous leader would be unwise to mistreat the Brotherhood. Not long after Ali Mehera's journal entry came perhaps the most famous series of executions in the history of Dark Brotherhood. The Kolovian Emperor Potentate Saviren Korak, Chorak, and every one of his heirs were murdered on one bloody night in Sun's Dawn in 430. Again, probably of the Second Era. Uh, within a fortnight, the Kolovian dynasty crumbled to the delight of its enemies. For over 400 years, until the advent of the warrior emperor Tiber Septim, chaos reigned over Tamriel. Though no comparably impressive executions have been recorded, the brother Brotherhood must have grown fat with gold during that interregnum. Hmm. That's the end. So, a lot kicked off in the Second Era um, yeah. in terms of when it became the Brotherhood. How the dates play out, um, it's very close. It's certainly very close. What we're going to be doing in the Dark Brotherhood in the Second Era right now I think we're be very, very... 582, if I remember correctly, of the Second it... Era. Is that where we are in ESO? Yes. Uh, I just... 482. Uh, 482, yeah. I think it's 405. Um, it was just, I was just listening to the, because I was logging off and I'm like, yeah, hey, I haven't watched the, the intro to the game in a while. And they actually announce it, you know, like in the year 482 of the second era. Um, I know it's 82, but I can't remember if it's four or five, to be honest. I don't, I don't think it's five. Yeah, it's probably four. Um, because the assassination of the, the potentate was only 50 years ago or so. So it, it wasn't terribly long ago that that assassination happened. So it, we're, we're close to those timelines, like very close. Like it's, it's very, very close. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, I know, Nate, you picked that book because of the fact we were talking about the Gold Coast today as part of our discussion. And it fits well because that's where we're going to start seeing the Dark Brotherhood come in with the next dlc which is yeah. super exciting definitely it is super it is exciting. and i'm gonna pick i'm gonna try and pick books every week that tie into something relevant either to our discussion topic or to the news of that week or something along those lines so that there's a little bit of consistency mm -hmm. but i'm uh, super keen for people to uh, suggest books as well um if uh, if you have an interest in a particular uh, <laughs> topic 
I, I really just want to make life hard on you, but I don't know if like we always try to pick books that would have existed around the time of ESO because that's kind of what we focus on for lore. But I almost want to see when it was that Vivek created the 36 lessons of Vivek because I would love I'm not to do reading a series. Those. Come on, it's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, the book we just read, you can find it in ESO as well. It's slightly it's got, it's slightly different. The text is, has been changed. So the book, it, it's kind of weird because it's, it's opposite. Like you, you find the book first in Oblivion, um, but when you find it in Elder Scrolls, it is a version that obviously was changed for its appearance in Oblivion. Right. So it's, it's a weird, it's weird. I can't remember what bit about it is different, but a bit of it is different. There's been a few books where if you look at the Imperial Library you'll see that there is a ESO version and then a, a, a normal version. Like, there, sometimes it's minor changes, sometimes it's a very large change, but there are books that have different, um, different versions based on what game you're playing. And I actually think the 36 Lessons of Vivek, which I still want you to read, because uh, who doesn't want to talk about vague references to Vivek's spear and then giggle at it? I mean, well, you know what? We could do that as a special. Like we, We'll do that as an audiobook or something. Yeah, because it's, it's incredibly esoteric. It's just crazy. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, we'll have to do that one day. But yeah, there are differences between some of the books. And that's the one thing I really love about Elder Scrolls lore. Like, I'm a big lore nut. But depending on who you talk to in Elder Scrolls and the way that they wrote the entire game, they wrote the game from a lot of the lore from the aspect of the people who were there experiencing it. So therefore, to one set of people, it's different than to another set. I mean, even if you look at the Dragon Breaks and the Miracle of Peace, the Warp in the West, depending on how you meant or, you know, how you, who you talk to, events were different. And, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why the lore in the Elder Scrolls is so good is because there is no absolute answer. It always leads us into going, what happened? Like it... It's not like we read it and go, okay, that's happened, and it's undisputed fact. There's times where the lore is, we just don't know because one person says it's this, one person says it's that. Kind of like, you know, our real world. Like, one person says this, one person says that. Yeah. And it's hard to go, what is really the truth? Like, everyone says they were there, there's proof they were there, but it's different based on who you're talking to. And I like it. I like it a lot. Our yeah. happy times, my friend. Happy times. Happy times, indeed. I'm near the end of this dungeon, and I just realized why it's so hard. We Which have no tank. Uh, spindle clutch, normal. Uh, good old spindle clutch. But we have no tank. No one signed up as a tank, or whoever clicked tank so they could get in actually isn't a tank. So you can solo spindle clutch. Well, yeah. Quite easily. Yeah, we're we're here. So that's what I'm doing. All right, guys, I'm actually going to save our mailbag. I'm sorry for later because I do have to get going um, pretty soon. And, and that's only because of today being Easter Sunday. So I'm going to save the mailbag. We did have an, a mail from a Sean Stewart. So, Sean, if you're listening to this, um, 
we'll get to your email next week, buddy. Sorry about. I do want to talk to, about your email. I just we've gone it, long today. We have gone long, and it's a really good email. So I don't want to. I don't want to shorten you, like shorten the discussion on your email, just because we didn't have time. So I'm gonna go ahead, and we're going to sign off for today. So, Nate, why don't you go ahead and fir- go first, tell everyone your final thoughts for this show and where they can find you. Well, my final thoughts are that um, I want more people who listen to this show to uh, make an appearance in uh, the EU Mega Server. So if you're listening and you want to be friends, and you do want to be friends, mm-hmm. uh, then hit me up on uh, Langson 101 that's my username in uh, on the EU mega server L-A-N-X-O-N-101 or just look for Miss Misa who's my main character and um, come and find me come hang out if you want to do some Cyrodiil stuff then uh, you can I can help you through Cyrodiil I know that place backwards so you can uh, rely on me for that as well excellent uh, and they can follow you on Twitter at NateESO at- right at Nate ESO, yes, please do that. Excellent. He needs more Twitter friends, so I do. On that account, I do definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think my main account's got like twelve thousand or something, but on this one, it's sadly a lot less. Nice. Uh, well, you'll get a friend request from Mark near soon because he's gonna make his EK, uh, EU DK tank again. So, excellent. Yeah. All right, Avi. How about you, sir? Final thoughts where you can. Where people yeah, can find this, you. This was a this was a great show. I'm really excited for the Dark Brotherhood, and uh, I'd like to hear Nate read the Night Mother's Truth sometime. So sure thing. That's 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 my suggestion right there. You put 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 that in our show notes, and and I'll do that in a future in a future episode. Sounds good. We that's should uh, we should save that for when we start getting some Dark Brotherhood news, because that would really be good. You know what I mean? Like, right when we start hearing the first little marketing schemes of Dark Brotherhood, that would be a really good one for theme. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, besides besides that, yeah, great show. Happy Easter. East, Easter. Happy Easter. Easter every, happy Easter, everyone. And you can find me in-game on Steam, on Twitter, on PlayStation Network, anywhere you can find me, I'm there. And that's at AviOptimal, A-V-I-O-P-T-I-M-A-L. Excellent. Uh, as for myself, you can find me in-game at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, on the North American Mega Server. It's the only place that I play, but I do play as often as I may, which is a lot. Not as much as I'd want to, but a lot still nonetheless. You can find me on Twitter at Agelos uh, underscore W-O-F. Um, you can follow the show on DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, where we have all of our podcast episodes, all of everything that we do on the network a lot of eso guides which i still need to get to updating completely um as well as let's plays other podcasts things like that uh you should definitely go check all of that out you can also follow us on youtube at youtube.com slash dungeon crawler network so if you weren't here live please show up live if you have the time we record sundays at 10 a.m eastern time i want to give another special Thank you to our chat room. You guys were absolutely fantastic. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to our Patreon supporters, including our newest Patreon supporter, Serena. I wanted to mention that at the beginning of the show, but unfortunately, um, we were moving forward, and I uh, forgot to do it at the start, so I'm going to do it here at the end. So thank you for those who support us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. We also have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, as well as Steam 
Steam groups and, uh, for Dungeon Crawler Network and a PS4 community. So if you're interested in joining any of those, you can just search for Dungeon Crawler Network on Steam or on PS4, and we have groups of people who play there. And we look forward to getting to see everyone there. So thank you so much for um, watching this episode today. We hope that you enjoyed it. And have a great Easter, and we will see everyone here next week for episode 104. All right, have a great, great night, everybody. The serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway and so Oh